0: Radio Relegate Talk Radio.
1: You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. In the southern part of Texas, in the town- By opening the floodgates to unfettered free speech,
2: Elon Musk has allowed hate to spread far and fast on Twitter.
3: While the left whines out another distraction about Matt Taibbi, catering to the richest man in the world what do the Twitter files reveal about the inner workings of as Taibbi described a Frankensteinian tale of a human built mechanism grown out of the control of its designer. By 2020 requests from the New World Order disciples to delete tweets were routine. One executive would write to another, more to review from the Biden team. The reply would come back, handle. Twitter was acting as a wrecking Ball of political tech censorship catering to the corrupt Washington establishment, directly impacting and propagandizing a digital town square which affected the general welfare of the United States whose lifeblood is protected by the power and freedom of the First Amendment.
2: And if it turns out there are a lot of us on this list where the DNC targeted us, and I will quote the immortal words of Joseph Welch when he attacked Bill McCarthy, for the enemies list he had, at long last, sir, have you no shame. Yes. President Biden, all of your little operatives in the DNC who have targeted American
3: citizens, have you, Mr. President, have all of you at last no shame. Taibi points out that both parties had access to these tools. For instance, in 2020, requests from both the Trump White House and the Biden campaign were received and honored. But the overwhelming amount of leftist Marxist cucks staffed at Twitter ensured that Democrat Party requests took the front burner, a fact backed up by the overall donations by Twitter to the Democrat Party, reaching 99.73 percent, or $165,969 to Democrats, while $451 went to Republicans in 2022.
2: Are you worried about these Twitter files coming out? What was that experience? like having Kellyanne, who's always in control of herself,
4: sicking this mega trolls on you.
5: It's terrifying. When you get targeted in some of these ways, it's hard to differentiate between what is somebody just online trying to rattle you and what's a real threat. You see in things like Pizzagate that online conspiracies can mobilize very real and very direct offline violence. I saw those harms. I experienced those harms. And now it was those harms through a mainstream news outlet being held up in in the Oval Office by the former president of the United States. And that is deeply
3: terrifying. What does appear to be illegal to the point of treason is that a false narrative of possible foreign hacks supposedly behind the Biden laptop debacle was manufactured by Silicon Valley, the media and the DNC.
1: Well, we know that this. This whole smear on Joe Biden uh, comes from the Kremlin. Uh, That's been clear for well over a year now that they've been pushing this uh, false narrative about the vice president and his son.
3: According to internal emails, there was zero evidence of foreign interference occurring. What did occur was a meltdown of internal Twitter censorship spearheaded by top Twitter management with the result of ultimately burying a critical story under false pretenses in order to sway popular opinion and alter the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. In retrospect, we now know that, as the New York Post reported, nearly four of five Americans who've been following the Hunter Biden laptop scandal believe that truthful coverage would have changed the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. And an even higher number, 81%, said U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland should investigate the laptop. Not only have Twitter employees like head of legal, policy and trust, Vijaya Gotti, and trust in safety chief, Yol Roth, proven that they willingly altered the 2020 U.S. presidential election, but they have demonstrated that Silicon Valley, the Mockingbird Media, and the corruption in Washington is an occupying force and a direct threat to the stability and the future of the United States of America.
5: This cyber insurrection is what I'm calling it. It's it's an assault on this country, and it's borderline treason if you think about what the executives did at Twitter.
1: You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video.
4: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Lots of stuff to talk about today. We'll be taking your phone calls throughout the show. Of course, our biggest topic will probably be the Twitter files. We'll go through and determine what exactly we learned from this, if anything. So just another another one of these uh, examples, one of these times when it's almost like you didn't, you didn't need we didn't need this. We didn't need the Twitter files. You can just see from your own observation how things are coordinated behind the scenes. But I guess it's nice to have a little bit of proof of what we all know to be true from the very beginning. So we'll get into that. We'll show you uh, lots of videos, some advertisements from Elon Musk as to what's coming up next. But a lot of stuff is happening really uh, across the board, and we'll get into it all. And, of course, take your phone calls throughout the show as well. But we'll begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Monday, the 5th of December, 2022. Her baby needs heart surgery, but she is demanding unvaccinated blood. A New Zealand couple is refusing to allow their infant to undergo life-saving heart surgery using blood from people vaccinated against COVID-19, showing how vaccine misinformation continues to manifest in unexpected ways two years into the global inoculation campaigns. Well, that's an interesting way to put it, New York Times. I would phrase it a different way. Uh, The way that I would phrase it would be uh, parents of a baby who requires surgery are requesting unvaccinated blood since vaccinated blood is tainted with the mRNA gene-altering technology that they don't want in their child, and the New Zealand government is blocking them from being able to do that. It's sort of a little bit different than where New York Times places the blame here. It's not COVID misinformation that's putting this baby in danger. It is the ineptitude and immovability of the ridiculous and at this point highly unscientific covid restrictions and vaccine mandates the four month old is critically ill with a severe case of pulmonary valve stenosis a heart valve disorder the mother the boy's mother says she wants her son's operation to take place without delay but she's demanded a that safe blood be used with her lawyer saying that the family was concerned about blood containing traces of vaccines using the new mrna technology because when you take these new vaccines these new so called not at all, even a little bit vaccines, uh, it gets in your blood and it taints your blood. And if that blood is transfused to another person, the toxin comes with it. They don't want that. But the New Zealand Health Service has denied the family's request to use blood from unvaccinated volunteers and says that the vaccines uh, pose no risk to donor supplies. On Tuesday, the high court in Auckland will decide whether to grant the health service T. Wataora, a temporary guardianship of the baby so it can remove the child from the family and perform the surgery. Paul White, the agency's lawyers, described the boy as getting sicker with every heartbeat. But they won't let him get the operation because the parents want untainted blood and they're they're not allowing that to happen. Again, we'll get into this a little bit later. We'll show you a video of the parents actually explaining uh, their reasoning behind this decision. But it's just got to be – it's got to be baffling listening to the mainstream media, believing the mainstream – even having the mindset that would allow this type of story to just enter unfiltered into your mind without the slightest ability to just cognitively dissect what's going on here. Again, they're trying to claim as if these parents are placing their baby in danger by refusing vaccinated blood, but they have – Literally thousands of people volunteering to supply and donate unvaccinated blood. It's not, a, it's not an issue that they want unvaccinated blood. That's easy. That's simple. That's a you know, condition that could easily be fulfilled, no problem whatsoever. Literally thousands of people going, I've got the right blood type. I'm a healthy person. I haven't been vaccinated. Here is my blood. You can have it. Go do the surgery. And the New Zealand government is saying, no, 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 no. If we do this surgery with unvaccinated blood, it means that we are somehow capitulating to the demand for unvaccinated blood. See, that's going to mess up our whole program of demanding that absolutely everybody get vaccinated. So out of a political move, we are denying your baby the surgery. They aren't denying their own baby surgery by on some political grounds. It's health grounds on their part. And again, we'll show you the video of this where they – Explain it perfectly clearly. So the New Zealand government, uh, instead of just allowing this family to do the surgery with the unvaccinated blood, uh, they're working instead to take the baby away from the parents and force it to have a transfusion of mRNA-tainted blood. I guess horrific would be one way of describing that. Uh, Meanwhile, more just utter horror. We've been covering this developing story for the last couple of weeks – But it's reaching new and just ridiculous heights. Paralympian claims Canada offered to euthanize her when she asked for a stair lift. A Paralympic Army veteran who stunned lawmakers in Canada when she claimed that a government official had offered to give her euthanasia equipment while fighting to have a wheelchair lift installed in her home, retired Corporal Christine Gauthier, who competed at the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Paralympics, testified on Thursday that the unnamed Veterans Affairs caseworker had offered in writing to provide her with medically assisted dying device, the CBC reported. So in other words, she's disabled, she has trouble going up and down stairs. She applies since, you know, everything medical-related in Canada is controlled by the government. You have to go to the government and ask, will you please install a stair lift so I can get up and down the stairs in my house despite being in a wheelchair? And they said, yeah, we could do that, but it might take a while to install. In the meantime, have you considered suicide? Have you thought about just killing yourself? I understand it's trouble going up and down stairs. I mean, sure, seven years ago you competed in the Paralympics, meaning you're not exactly – you know, not living your life. You're not exactly completely incapable of being a human being. You clearly have drive and you're healthy and fit and all this other stuff. But if you, if you want to wait for the stairlift, that's going to be a couple months. So why don't you just kill yourself instead? Why don't we just euthanize you instead? So again, we got a video of this too. We'll go to that a little bit later. As the Canadian government just is diving headfirst into this futuristic death cult of scientific murder it's really incredible speaking of just your, your third story here uh, from the sun.co.uk i worked at with the wuhan lab i tried to warn them and i know covid was a lab leak a scientist who works closely with the wuhan lab has claimed covid was genetically engineered and linked from the facility <gasps> what why i'm so shocked dr andrew huff former vice president of eco health alliance claims to have had a ringside seat to what he brands as one of the biggest cover-ups in history and the biggest U- biggest U.S. intelligence failure since 9-11. Again, if you think this was a failure, you misunderstand the designs of the people in charge. This has been going incredibly well for them. The release went great. The lockdown went spectacularly. The vaccine rollout, a little bit of a hiccup, but uh, it's moving along at pace. They're, they're doing incredibly well with exactly what their plans are. This is not an accident. But again, we'll get into that. How much How much time do we have here? Again, the New York Times covers a story that we are going to get into and tell the truth about, but again, they discuss it in the most obtuse and, and dishonest way. Their headline is Elon Musk, Matt Taibbi, and a very modern maelstrom. They say it was on the surface a typical example of reporting the news. A journalist obtains internal documents from a major corporation shedding light on a political dispute that flared in the waning days of the 2020 presidential race. But when it comes to Elon Musk and Twitter, nothing is typical. The so-called Twitter files released Friday evening by the independent journalist Matt Taibbi set off a firestorm among pundits, media ethicists, and lawmakers in both parties. It also offered a window into the fractured modern landscape of news where a story's reception is often shaped by readers' assumptions about the motivation – of both reporters and subjects. See so you you can't say they ignored the story. New York Times no, we covered that story. They're just not actually covering the story. They're not actually discussing what is obtained and revealed in the Twitter files. Instead, they're writing a story about how it's 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 so confusing. It's such a it's such a scandal. They're writing about the scandal. They're writing about the release of the Twitter files, not the Twitter files themselves. It's just, and and people are okay with this. People still trust the mainstream media for their news. It's wild. We'll finish up with the Daily Dispatch on the other side. Stay tuned.
0: December 2022 is here, and we are proud and very excited to announce that free shipping is back at InfowarsStore.com. That's right, free shipping on all orders of fifty dollars or more. But we've signed a new deal with a big national shipping company, and they're able to cut our regular shipping cost by up to 50%. So that means even on orders that are below $50, you're gonna be paying way lower than you were previously. This is a game changer. We're so excited about it. Our listeners had really asked for free shipping again. They couldn't afford it before, but by moving to a bigger national distributor, we're able to do it. So now, your orders will be shipped even faster. The same great customer service and more. So, Get huge discounts and free shipping on so many great items at InfoWarsStore.com right now. I want to thank you all for your support, but now there's no excuse to boost your immune system, lead a healthier life, and keep InfoWars on the air, InfoWarsStore.com. Christmas 2022 is almost here, and we have great products at InfoWarsStore.com that empower your body, your libido, your immune system, that just enrich your life. So whether it's Vitamin Mineral Fusion or DNA Force Plus or Body's Open Tumor Formula, they're all still in stock, discounted up to 60% with promo code 1776. And now, finally, we have brought back free shipping at infowarstore.com on orders of $50 or more and big discounts on the regular shipping as well. Plus, the book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, signed or unsigned, it's also available with free shipping at infowarstore.com So again... That's free shipping on all orders, $50 or more at InfoWarsStore.com and up to 60% off at checkout with promo code 1776. And we've got the signed and unsigned copies of the Great Reset War for the World book as well, which make perfect stocking stuffers. Don't wait, take action at InfoWarsStore.com today.
1: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
4: All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The battle for free speech is on. And I want to discuss sort of the, the way this is being covered first. We'll get into the actual details of what's included in the Uh, Twitter files that are being released by Elon Musk is a major news story. It's a major event. It's a major revelation showing the internal secretive documents and communications of Twitter employees with the people requesting censorship on behalf of their political party, their political candidate, their ideology or whatever, just whatever they wanted to censor. They had direct communication with Twitter who would dutifully carry out the censorship. It's not that complicated to figure out. And you would think that when the newspaper of record, the New York Times, wrote an article about this, you would actually hear things like what's in the files, what's contained in them, what the documents actually show. That's not what you get from the New York Times. So I'm going to help you guys out. I'm going to help out the gray lady. I'm going to help out the New York Times. I've done a little bit of editing here. Uh, what I – when I'm – what I'm going to do here is is take um, an article and remove about half of it because about half of the article is actually telling you things about the story, and the other half uh, are weasel words added in added in to obscure, obfuscate, and confuse what's actually going on. So let's uh, go through some of these. So, for example, the first. Paragraph says it was on the surface a typical example of reporting the news. A journalist obtains internal documents from a major corporation shedding light on a political dispute that flared in the waning days of the 2020 presidential race. But when it comes to Elon Musk and Twitter, nothing is typical. The so-called Twitter files, released Friday evening by the independent journalist Matt Taibbi, set off a firestorm among pundits, media ethicists, and lawmakers on both parties. It also offered a window into the fractured modern landscape of news where a story's reception is often shaped by a reader's assumption. So this is all stuff not about the Twitter files. This is all stuff about the reception of the Twitter files, about the media perception in the wake of the Twi- – no, no, no. All right, so we're going to just cross out about half of these lines and actually – See where the, where the truth lies, like finding a needle in a haystack. Uh, what they're actually saying is it was a typical example of news reporting. A journalist obtains internal documents uh, and releases it. The Twitter files released Friday evening by independent journalist Matt Taibbi offered a window into the mo- uh, fractured modern landscape of news. You can just ignore all the other stuff. This is, act- this is the actual facts that are embedded within the story. But it's like it's like going to a New York deli and you get – you get about two sleeve slices of meat and then bread about four inches thick. It's a lot of it's a lot of waste, a lot of nonsense going on. We really want to get to the meat of the story. They say the tempest began when Mr. Musk teased the internal documents that now he said it, it, what it says here is he said he said would reveal, so let's just take out that little phrase there, he said, uh, and see what it really says. The Tempest began when Mr. Musk teased the release of internal documents that would reveal the story behind 2020's decision to restrict posts linking to a report in the New York Times about Joseph R. Biden Jr.'s son, Hunter. Mr. Musk, and see they add in here, who was acu- who has accused tech companies of censorship, so let's just cut that part out and just read what it actually says. Mr. Musk then pointed readers to the account of Mr. Taibbi, a journalist who shares oh and see they go on to say who shares some of mr musk's disdain for the mainstream media that's not actually part of the story that's just there to poison the well to make you think that you can't trust this person when really they're not offering any evidence to, as to why you can't trust them having a preconceived notion of government or you know corporate malfeasance doesn't mean that you don't have evidence of that malfeasance so it, does, it actually doesn't discredit anything that they're saying, but they're including it in an attempt to, in the minds of their readers, discredit the reality that they're saying. So again, the way they put it, Mr. Musk, who accused tech companies of censorship, shared this with Matt Taibbi, an iconoclast journalist who shares some of Mr. M- Musk's disdain for the mainstream media. What they're actually telling you is Mr. Musk then pointed readers to the account of Mr. Taibbi, a journalist. That's that's without all of the editorializing. I'm just I – want, I want to try to teach people how to read the fake news and glean the reality from within crap, to find the diamond in the cesspool. Okay?
1: Also, Matt Taibbi is not really much of an iconoclast. He's what is kind that? of an establishment guy. An iconoclast I- is someone who goes up against uh, the status quo and challenges the status quo. Well,
4: an iconoclast is uh, – um- a Byzantine who has problems with the Nicene Creed actually, <laughs> if you want to get back to the basics here. But no, yeah, these are just words that uh, you know make people think that the pe- the journalists and, and CEOs involved in this uh, somehow have a political agenda that they're upholding above the truth, which is what the New York Times does, which is what regular mainstream media journalists are constantly doing. They're projecting that onto the people in this story in an attempt to sway the opinion of the people reading it. Published in the form of a lengthy media uh, thread, Mr. Taibbi's report included messages of email exchanges among Twitter officials deliberating how to handle dissemination of the post story on their platform. So I I went ahead and scratched out handle and wrote censor just to give you a more accurate view of what's going on here. See, there were Twitter officials deliberating how to censor disinformation of the post story on their platform because it's not up to them to handle this dissemination. You don't have to do anything. It will be disseminated. If you just have a hands-off approach, the dissemination takes place. You're not handling dissemination. The only way that you can have an effect on dissemination, dissemination is you can increase it because it's a story that you like or you can censor it and decrease dissemination, which is what they did. So censor is the accurate word there. You know, they go on to say things like, Mr. Musk and Mr. Taibbi framed the exchanges as evidence of rank censorship and pernicious influences uh, by liberals. But you didn't need Mr. Musk and Mr. Taibbi to frame that. It was there in the exchanges. So what they should say is the exchanges show evidence of rank censorship and pernicious influence by liberals. They say a bunch of other stuff. Again, the, you can just – like we just scratch all this out. None of this is actual news. None of this is actually telling you anything. So let's just continue on here. The exchanges show evidence of rank censorship and pernicious influence by liberals. The Fox News host, Tucker Carlson, I'm going to go ahead and scratch out the editorial comment about him, made the claim that the documents show systemic violation of the First Amendment, the largest example in modern history. House Republicans, who have called for an investigation into the business dealings of Hunter Biden, asserted that the report showed systemic collusion between Twitter and, uh, and aides to Joe Biden, who was then the Democratic nominee. And again, they add in more stuff. Uh, hopefully you can you know read this well enough on the – you can see what I've scratched down and what I haven't. Uh, like the type of things they add will be like, Jack Dorsey, Twitter's chief executive at the time, later reversed the decision to block the post story and told Congress it had been a mistake. Like it doesn't matter. They blocked it. They blocked it at the behest of Joe Biden and his aides. They did that. All this other stuff doesn't matter. You can call – you know, you can claim that Tucker Carlson has made claims of – liberal censorship before, but all that means is he was probably right because what you're reporting on, New York Times, is the release of evidence of liberal censorship. What you're releasing in this article, what you're supposed to be talking about is the evidence that Elon Musk presented that showed unequivocally that there has been censorship and collusion between the government and specifically Democratic operatives and Twitter To silence, censor, and bury stories that don't reflect on them positively. That's what you're supposed to be reporting here. I know it can be confusing with all this other stuff about Musk and Tucker Carlson and Matt Taibbi as if somehow their personalities disprove the evidence that they're laying forward, but they don't. The, The evidence is still there. So let's see what else we can cut out here. Uh, Former Twitter executives who have lamented who have lamented Mr. Musk's chaotic stewardship of the company. See, we can just cut out the word chaotic there, so that reads a little bit better. Former Twitter, and uh, yeah, we'll 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 finish this up on the other side and tell you what uh, what's actually there. We'll do the New York Times job and actually report the news.
0: Christmas 2022 is almost here, and we have great products at InfowarsStore.com that empower your body, your libido, your immune system, that just enrich your life. So whether it's Vitamin Mineral Fusion or DNA Force Plus or Body's Open Tumor Formula, they're all still in stock, discounted up to 60% with promo code 1776. And now, finally, we have brought back free shipping at infowarstore.com on orders of $50 or more and big discounts on the regular shipping as well. Plus, the book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, signed or unsigned, it's also available with free shipping at infowarstore.com So again... That's free shipping on all orders, $50 or more at InfoWarsStore.com and up to 60% off at checkout with promo code 1776. And we've got the signed and unsigned copies of the Great Reset War for the World book as well, which make perfect stocking stuffers. Don't wait. Take action at InfoWarsStore.com today. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
1: You're tuned in to The American Journal with your
4: host, Harrison Smith. Hey, welcome back, folks. We will get into actually what is in the Twitter files in just a moment. But again, we're just, we're just trying to do a little, trying to help out the New York Times. I seem confused as to what the point of this story is. I'm trying to think of like what, you know, other times in history, what the, what the stories would look like. You know, if you were reading an article, the first major New York Times article about Watergate was this convoluted and distorted. What would that look like? You know, how how would how would they tell the story? In that case, other times when, you know, bombshell information has been revealed from inside sources is the discussion about, well, who are these uh, sources and and you know, sure they're journalists who are pretty unimpeachable on their facts and activity, but you know is that should we really trust them and let's talk about the the confusion this is causing and all of the conflict that's breaking out as a consequence of these files. Was it even a good idea to release these files in the first place? Like you just don't get any actual information about what the actual files say, so we'll we'll make up for them in that regard, but again, they just they act like this is somehow dangerous. The, the thing they're trying to get across to you and the thing I always say about the mainstream media, the, the point of them is to tell the truth believe you believing a lie. Right? So the truth is in here. You know, We're illustrating it. It's, it's sandwiched by an overabundance of confusion. But you know, sprinkled in here or there are facts. They have to actually tell you the facts. They just have to leave you believing alive. So you read this, what it is is a story about Elon Musk revealing the inside workings of Twitter, showing how Twitter was in active communication with political activists, targeting and censoring those people that the political activists asked them to target and censor. That's what the actual story is. Okay, what they leave you uh, thinking. As you read this article is that Elon Musk has somehow caused some sort of dangerous situation by you know recklessly and irresponsibly releasing personal personal information about good people who were just doing their best at Twitter to keep their heads above water in an uncertain time like that's not what was happening they were censoring damaging material on behalf of their political opponents it's not that it's not that confusing New York Times wants to make it confusing because if they can't if they can't lie about it, then they just have to confuse their readers. And again, it's just I, – I, I guess it's just not even worth continuing down this, but not anywhere in this entire article. Like this is the New York Times article about the Twitter release, and if you just like scroll over this – the whole thing is just like the central role of Mr. Taibbi. Mr. Taibbi rose to, rose to prominence. Donald J. Trump on Friday. Mr. Taibbi, Mr. Musk, Mr. Musk, Mr. Taibbi, Mr. Taibbi, Mr. Musk. Like it's – what is the actual information? What did they actually share? What did they actually show in the Twitter files? And what does that mean for the First Amendment? None of these questions are answered. They turn it into a bunch of nonsense. Just really incredible. So let's get into what the actual uh, Twitter files say. Thanks for nothing, New York Times. Thank you. Thank you. I know less than I did before after reading your article. Thank you, Mainstream Media. What would we do without you? By the way, this is some of the... Uh, These are some of the people that, by the way, they do celebrate in the New York Times article. In the New York Times article, they're like, uh, Mr. Musk is a fan of Mr. Taibbi who left Rolling Stone to start a newsletter on Substack. It's no big surprise. Mr. Musk often hails the virtues of citizen journalism. On Saturday in a live audio session on Twitter, Mr. Musk said he was disappointed that more mainstream outlets had not picked up Mr. Taibbi's reporting. Of course, they mentioned the the Rolling Stone. Maybe this is why Matt Taibbi left the New York Stone – or the Rolling Stone, rather. You had – Stories like this. This is from their official Twitter. It's still up, by the way. This is how shameless they are. From October 21st, 2020. Vile, baseless conspiracy theories are spreading about Hunter Biden. And despite pledges to curb misinformation in the lead up to the election, social media sites aren't stopping them. They aren't stopping these vile, baseless conspiracy theories that are are actually 100% true and proven in no uncertain terms. Like it's just, they're absolutely true. But this is... This is, where the, um, this is where all of the articles go, by the way. Stories from Axios and Wall Street Journal that both have very similar you know, methods to the New York Times article. Musk's Twitter files spotlights Hunter story uh, ban. Elon Musk's Twitter took aim at the, first pr- at the firm's previous management on Friday evening with Twitter files presentation intended to demonstrate free speech suppression. Again, did it actually do that? I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things. You either get it or you don't get it. You can either read these and just understand what's happening, or you just can't, I guess. I really don't know if I can explain it any more than I already do. We'll get to that uh, Infowars article in just a second. But here's the actual Twitter files from Matt Taibbi, Thread Twitter Files. He says what you're about to read is the first installment in a series based upon thousands of internal documents obtained by sources at Twitter. The Twitter files tell an incredible story from inside one of the world's largest and most influential social media platforms. It is the Frankensteinian tale of a human-built mechanism grown out of the control of its designer. Twitter's in conception – in its conception was a brilliant tool for enabling instant mass communication, making a true real-time global conversation possible for the first time. In an early conception, Twitter was more than lived up to its mission giving people, quote, the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. As time progressed, however, the company was forced slowly to add those barriers some of the first tools for controlling speech were designed to combat the likes of spam and financial fraudsters slowly over time twitter staff and executive began to find more and more uses for these tools outsiders began petitioning the company to manipulate search as well first a little then more often then constantly by 2020 requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine one executive would write to another more to review from the biden team the reply would come back handled and then they have a screenshot Of Exactly what this looks like more to review from the Biden team sent with a series of links to Twitter accounts from all sorts of people uh, to uh, responded by somebody at Twitter saying uh, handled these handled them. They have been handled. How do you think they got handled? They've been deleted. They've been censored. It's all that's happening. It's all this is just it's, it's not complicated. It's not confusing. It's not clandestine. It's the very simple. And at this point, open practice of the United States government to have agents or friends in big tech that they can simply reach out to, provide them with a list of information or accounts they want censored, and the big tech media censors it on their behalf. It's just the violation of the First Amendment. It's just the complete destruction of the First Amendment entirely. It is government actors and political actors in general censoring the American people. It's nothing other than that. Like it's very simple. Celebrities and unknowns alike could be removed or reviewed at the behest of a political party. And they have another example, this one from the DNC targeting people like real James Woods both parties had access to these tools for instance in 2020 requests from both the trump white house and the biden campaign were received and honored however this system wasn't balanced it was based on contacts because twitter was and is overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation there were more channels more ways to complain open to the left well democrats than the right and then they have a list of the contributions to party recipients showing that over 99 0.5% 0.5% of donations from Twitter went directly to the Democrats, uh, while well, only 0.27, a quarter of a percent of their donations actually went to Republicans. The resulting slant in content moderation decisions is visible in the documents you're about to read. However, it's also an assessment of multiple current and former high-level executives. Jumping forward, the Twitter file, files, part one, how and why Twitter blocked the Hunter Biden story. On October 14th, 2020, the New York Post published Biden's secret emails and expose based on the contents of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. Twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links and posting warnings that it may be unsafe. They even blocked its transmission via direct message, a tool uh, uh, hitherto reserved for extreme cases, e.g. child pornography. We've just barely dipped dipped our toe in the water of the uh, Twitter files. We'll continue to expand on them. Again, it's kind of a, it's kind of a strange position to be in because if you were alive and awake during the 2020 election, none of this was confusing, right? You had a bombshell story that exposed corruption at the highest levels of the Biden administration, family, etc. communication between Joe Biden and his son and foreign agents making millions of dollars. And then that story was disappeared from the Internet.
6: It's hard to believe sometimes that we are still live on air, broadcasting free worldwide. And it seems quite real that things can change in an instant. Things are getting very weird, and it's definitely more difficult than ever to even know what's going on. But we'll keep doing our best so long as you keep us on the air. And you can do that now at InfoWarsStore.com. Help us clear out our stock of bodies, turmeric, vitamin C with zinc, and alpha power. Turn those shady Federal Reserve notes into the highest quality supplements available while they still last. Now, with free shipping, we thank you for your support. And we wish you a very peaceful, happy, and merry Christmas.
7: About cryptocurrency,
6: okay. Because one of the ways that your audience you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes, and you have a page on your website that's just for cryptocurrency donations, right?
0: InfoWars.com forward slash crypto.
2: Is that a little advertisement just there? Well, we're
0: fighting the deep state, we need money.
3: All right, this is it give crypto, fund InfoWars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies,
0: right? That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Objection
6: your advertisement to for your
0: cryptocurrency page. You know, I, I mean I mean people want to keep us in the fight, so I I, I mean I hope whoever the big whales are they will give us money before we keep doing it. We'll just
2: keep we'll just keep minting money as you're in this courtroom. I'm I'm you judge. All right, let's
0: move on.
6: Money. And people care about the first amendment. And
1: Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
4: All right, folks, welcome back. We're going through the uh, Twitter files right now—the massive tranche of information that was revealed late on Friday by Elon Musk. Matt Taibbi was the journalist chosen to disseminate this information. As so we're going through his. Uh, thread on twitter exposing exactly what was going on here with the hunter biden laptop story again none of this is like particularly groundbreaking it shows the intricacies the actual conversations going on behind the scenes but this is the thing about observing reality you didn't i didn't need any of this to know what was going on sure okay now we have the names of the people but we sort of knew who they were anyway And all you had to do was just pay attention to the process of the story as it came out. You had Hunter Biden's laptop. It was given to the New York Post via Rudy Giuliani. It was given to the FBI first, but they didn't do anything with it, didn't want it, didn't want to investigate it, despite the fact that it had evidence of high crimes and misdemeanors and, by the way, a little bit of treason thrown in the mix there uh, by the Biden family. This came out shortly before the election would have had a devastating Impact on the Biden campaign if it had been actually discussed in the mainstream media in any appropriate way. Instead, it was censored off of Twitter for no particular reason. Even the excuses they gave at the time were utterly nonsensical. So now we get to see the discussions behind the scenes at Twitter where people in Twitter were saying, This seems nonsensical what we're doing here, which is fine. Okay, good to know. But we didn't need any of this. We knew what happened already. You just have to observe what's going on in public and you can pretty much determine what was happening in private when the people's excuses don't match up to their actions when you have massive obviously coordinated activity from various sectors it's obvious that there had to be some sort of communication going on between those sectors now we have the evidence of the conversations but the evidence of the conversation was also back then when they were all doing things Exactly the same at exactly the same time. That in and of itself is evidence of the conversations. Now we just have the actual conversations themselves. Matt Taibbi goes on to say, Strom, uh, Strom's, Strom's note returned the answer that the laptop story had been removed for violation of the company's hacked material policy. And of course that doesn't make any sense. Not only are they – oh, yeah, so I, I sort of skipped for it a little bit. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go back and we'll talk about that. But – This is in response to the fact that White House spokeswoman Kayla uh, McKinney was locked out of her account for tweeting about the story, prompting a furious letter from the Trump campaign staffer, Mike Hahn, who seethed, at least pretend to care about the next 20 days. We actually have the uh, discussion here. Kayla McKinney has been, Kayla McEnany has been locked out of her account for simply talking about the New York Post story. All, all she did was cite the story and firsthand reporting that had been reported by other outlets and not disputed by the Biden campaign. I need an answer immediately on when or how she will be unlocked. Also, I don't appreciate how nobody on this team called me regarding the news that you'll be censoring news articles. Like I said, at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. That's how close we were to the election when all of this malfeasance and censorship took place. This led public policy executive Caroline Strom to send out a polite WTF query. Several employees noted that there was tension between the comms and policy teams, who had little slash less control over moderation uh, than the suf- uh, safety and trust teams. Hi team, are you able to take a closer look here? Thanks. Go ahead and take a closer look here into all the censorship that we're doing. We need a we need a really good excuse for this. You guys, come up with something clever. Like everybody knows, everybody everybody just knows that internally. Whether openly discussed or not, they all just knew. They knew this story is true, but if it gets out, it will hurt our attempt to oust Trump from office. So we have to bury this story. And now all the discussion is how do we justify this? How do we weather the storm that will come about because we're doing this? It has nothing to do with whether what they're doing is right or not. Of course they know that what they're doing is wrong, obviously. It's just – it's –
1: let's not forget that this underscores, you know, deep state government actors directing the hidden hand, right. Of, a, of, a private company, yeah. well, not a public publicly traded company, I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, and it wasn't even Trump's officials, right. It was people who were in the government who obviously wanted an establishment candidate and Joe Biden to get in. And that's what we,
4: you know, refer to as the deep state, Right, the permanent state, the bureaucratic state, the, the intelligence agencies that were behind all of this. So Strom's note returned the answer that the laptop story had been removed in violation of the country's – of the company's hacked material policy. And of course we've pointed out the hypocrisy of this – not even hypocrisy. It's just the lie of this because over and over again – there have been openly hacked – they'll literally just dump hacked material. It will be like Occupy Democrats being like, some brave hackers just hacked the Oath Keeper's website. Here's all of their information, all of their home addresses. Have a look, our, our brave warriors out there, and it's just like Twitter's fine with that. It has nothing to do with hack policy. It's just they had to come up with an excuse that would put the attention off of them being obviously political actors, obviously censoring something for political gain. Although several sources recalled hearing about a general warning from federal law enforcement uh, that summer about possible foreign hacks, there's no evidence that I've seen of any government involvement in the laptop story. In fact, that might have been the problem. The decision was made at the highest levels of the company but without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey with former head of legal policy and trust Vijaya Gade playing a role. Quote, they just freelanced it is how one former executive – employee rather – characterized the decision hacking was the excuse but within a few hours pretty much everyone realized that wasn't going to hold but no one had the guts to reverse it no one had the guts to reverse it if all the guts in the world when they're censoring material when they're censoring material when they're working on behalf of the leftists there's no shortage of guts there's no shortage of disregarding the law or decency or anything of the sort right there's no hesitation ah should we censor no when it's Time to work on behalf of the leftists. It's consequences be damned. Do what you want to do whenever you want to do it with complete disregard to the consequences. Just censor the story. Boom, censored. It's gone, and then we'll make up stuff. But then when people go, oh, I think this is wrong, suddenly they're very cowardly. Suddenly nobody can stand up for free speech. Suddenly everybody's a little bit scared to speak their mind. It's It always works that way, doesn't it? 25, he says, you can see the confusion in the following lengthy exchanges, which ends up including Gade and former – Trust and safety chief Yoel Roth, comms official Trenton Kennedy writes, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for marking this as unsafe. That's like left is weasel talk of saying, yeah, you're lying here. We're censoring this politically and then claiming it's because of the hacked material, which everybody knows is false, and you're making us all look like idiots. But the way you say that if you're a, a, a weasel, weasel little snitch is uh, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis here. Struggling to understand, you're lying. What you mean to say is is you are lying about this. But you know, everybody's scared. You keep people in a state of fear. Keep people constantly wondering if uh, speaking out too much will get you sacked. Then uh, you get little comments like that i'm struggling to understand the policy basis for marking this un- under, uh, unsafe and i think the best explainability argument for this externally would be we're waiting to understand if this story is the result of hack materials we'll face hard questions on this if we don't have some solid reasoning for marking the link unsafe again they know that it's not unsafe They know that it wasn't hacked material. They know all of that. They're not discussing whether it is hacked material or not. They're discussing how we portray, as they put it, quote, externally. In other words, how do we lie to the public to claim that what we're doing is something other than what we know we're all doing? I mean it's just utter blatantly dishonest. Uh, Katie Roseborough says, will we also mark other similar stories as unsafe? Uh, Well, you don't, so obviously not. (laughs) It's just – They're like, to to cover ourselves, should we start marking other stories to give some semblance of credibility to this claim we're making? No? Okay, never mind. By this point, everyone knew this was effed, said one former employee, but the response was essentially to err on the side of, well, continuing to err. Yoel Roth says, "Uh, The policy basis is hacked material, though, as discussed, this is an emerging situation where the facts remain unclear. Given the severe risks here and lessons of 2016, we're erring on the side of including a warning and preventing this content from being amplified. Gade asks, what is the warning that will come up? Joel Roth says it's new. When you click the link, you'll see a generic unsafe URL message referencing spam, malware, and violations of the Twitter rules. Not ideal, but it's the only thing we have. So again, they are just discussing how to silence a very important story that illustrates and illuminates the decades-long malfeasance and corruption that the Biden family was engaged in. Even the way you hear people talk about this, they're like, who cares about Hunter Biden? I don't know. How about the first sentence of the actual New York Post story? That says Hunter Biden introduced his father, then-Vice President Joe Biden, to a top executive at a Ukrainian energy firm less than one year before the elder Biden pressured government officials in Ukraine into firing a prosecutor who was investigating the company, according to emails obtained by The Post. How about the first sentence of The Post story reveals that this has nothing to do with Hunter Biden. This is evidence of Joe Biden's corruption for which he used Hunter Biden as an agent. So again, we'll get more into this. This is the absolute death of the First Amendment. The mainstream media is only covering this in the frame of what is is—is Elon Musk causing too much confusion at Twitter by revealing how they co- cooperate and correspond with the FBI, DOJ, and high government officials to censor material that they don't want the American people to know. Just utterly insane. We'll continue on with this and take your phone calls in the second hour. Stay tuned. It's American Journal, InfoWars.com.
0: Christmas 2022 is almost here, and we have great products at InfoWarsStore.com that empower your body, your libido, your immune system, that just enrich your life. So whether it's Vitamin Mineral Fusion or DNA Force Plus or Body's Ultimate Formula, they're all still in stock, discounted up to 60% with promo code 1776. And now, finally... We have brought back free shipping at InfoWarsTore.com on orders of $50 or more and big discounts on the regular shipping as well. Plus the book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, Signed or Unsigned. It's also available with free shipping at InfoWarsTore.com. So again, that's free shipping on all orders, $50 or more at InfoWarsTore.com and up to 60% off at checkout with promo code 1776. And we've got the signed and unsigned copies of the Great Reset War for the World book as well, which make perfect stocking stuffers. Don't wait. Take action at InfoWarsStore.com today.
1: You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at Band.Video.
4: Welcome back, folks. We're continuing to cover the uh, Twitter files. There's more stuff to talk about, but I'm, I'm going to actually tell you what's in these files, as you're not you're not getting it from most uh, mainstream places. Any mainstream places, really? Maybe Tucker Carlson will cover it. Maybe a few other people on Fox News. We got some videos here to show you as well. Let's just finish up with this uh, first thread from Matt Taibbi, because there's an interesting exchange between a congresswoman and uh, Twitter authorities. And of course, they're they're, You know, the, again, the, just the, sort of the overwhelming thing that you get from reading these exchanges is that it, it has nothing to do with determining whether or not what they're doing is right or good. It, they know what they're doing is bad. They know what they're doing is in violation of the First Amendment. They know what they're doing is manipulating an election, silencing their political opponents. It, like it's not it's really not confusing. It really is like, like listening to a, a secretly taped conversation between two people who had murdered somebody. They're not discussing like whether or not it's right or wrong that this person is they're, – they're talking about covering up their activities. How can they lie and make it seem convincing? It's people who have been – who are in the act of committing a crime discussing ways to mitigate the consequences of their criminality. It's nothing more complicated or, or anything than that. One humorous exchange on day one, Democratic congressman um, Ro Khanna reached out to Gadd to gently suggest she hop on the phone to talk about the, quote, backlash re-speech. Khanna was the only Democratic official I could find in the files who expressed concern. And she essentially says uh, there's a lot of – back. this is generating a lot of backlash on the Hill re-speech. Happy to chat if you have time. In response to this, Gadd quickly replies – Immediately diving into the weeds of Twitter policy, unaware Kana is more worried about, you know, the Bill of Rights. Uh, Hi, Congressman Kana. Thank you for reaching out. We appreciate the heads up. We put out a clarifying thread of tweets earlier this evening to explain our policy around the posting of private information and linking to hacked materials. The press secretary's account was not permanently suspended. We requested that she delete the tweet containing material. It's in violation of the rule. Again, it's just it's just bureaucratic doublespeak. They know exactly what they're doing. Yes, they censored the material. Yes, they knew it was not hacked ever. It was not in violation of their policy. Even in the internal discussions, they recognize that, and their own people are saying, this doesn't hold any water. This doesn't make any sense. We're going to do this with other hacked material? No? Then why are we doing it for this one? Just none of this matters, right? A fundamental – I'm sorry. They go on. Say, Kana tried to reroute the conversation to the First Amendment, uh, mention of which is generally hard to find in the files. She says, hope you're well, Vijaya. But this seems a violation of the First Amendment principles. If there is a hack of classified information or other information that could expose a serious war crime and the New York Times was to publish it, I think the New York Times should have that right. A journalist should not be held accountable for the illegal actions of their source unless they actively aided the hack. So to restrict the distribution of that material, especially regarding a president presidential candidate, seems not in the keeping of the principles of New York Times versus Sullivan. I, Sullivan, I say this as a total Biden partisan and convinced he didn't do anything wrong, but the story now has become more about censorship and the relative innocuous emails and it's become a bigger deal than it would have been again they also don't care about this information being true or false they don't care about the information revealed in this they're worried about the pr blitz they're worried about public perception they're worried about their social engineering program going wrong yeah if if you censor this too blatantly then then people are going to be talking about all the censorship that we're doing and that's inconvenient for us so can you handle this a better way Again, they're framing it in the terms of uh, New York Times versus Sullivan and and journalistic practices, but that's not what they really care about. She says the story now has become more about censorship than relatively innocuous. See, what they're saying is if you had just let this go, then we could have covered this up with the mainstream media. The mainstream media could have spun this as if it wasn't a big story, as if it was no big deal. But because it obviously is a big deal and obviously is a big story, so much so that Twitter had to step in, violate its own rules to censor it. Now it's becoming a bigger problem. Again, it's not about what the truth is. It's not about a principled opposition to corrupt actors in the highest levels of government. They're fine with that. They're encouraged. they're a they're a partisan in that regard, but they're worried about the backlash and this being known to the American.
1: You're watching the American Journal with your host Harrison
4: Smith. Hey folks, welcome back. Congressman Ro Khanna was discussing with Vijaya Gade, Gade the uh, trust and safety policy manager at Twitter, how to handle the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop. Again, not concerned about the fact that the Biden laptop contained hard proof evidence, conclusive evidence of the Biden family and its corrupt activity while in the office of vice president of the united states this just a month before the presidential election no discussion as to whether the story is true whether it the content in it is true it's all about how do we mitigate the pushback to this how do we destroy the first amendment without riling everybody up too much about the fact that we're destroying the first amendment in fact Rokana. Actually encourages and and celebrates Twitter for their censorship policies, saying, I believe Twitter itself should curtail what it recommends or puts in trending news, and your policy against QAnon groups is all good. It's a hard balance. It's a hard balance. How do you censor your opponents without pissing them off too much? That's the balance that they're trying to strike here. In the heat of the presidential campaign, restricting dissemination of newspaper articles, even if New York Post is far right, seems like it will invite more backlash than it will do good. And they're not contending. They're not arguing against the fact that it's good. They say it is good. It's good that you're censoring our opponents. But the question is whether it's more good to censor our opponents or whether the backlash will be bad. Just keep this communication between us and Jack. No need to CC the team or forward it to him. No need to tell anybody we're talking about this. No need at all. Now let's keep this secret, shall we? Just wanted to offer my two cents. Well, I'm afraid at two cents for your thoughts. You have vastly overpaid. You got scammed, my friend. That's way too much money for what you just said. But these are the discussions that are going on in the background of of Twitter between congressmen and Twitter themselves. Just coordinating, discussing how to both censor your political opponents and weather the political storm that will come from the revelation that you're censoring your political opponents. But uh, Zabo, who's Zabo again? They just they said it here on the on the last one. This is a uh, he's of the research firm NetChoice that was in contact with members of Congress. Carl Sabo, Sabo's letter contains the chilling message. Relaying Democratic Party, uh, Democratic lawmakers' attitude, saying they want more moderation. And as for the Bill of Rights, well, it's not absolute. It's not absolute. So he went and talked to a bunch of congressmen and is now relaying what they think about what's going on with Twitter. They say this quote: "The Democrats, meanwhile, complained that the companies are inept. They left conservatives. They let conservatives muddy the water and make the Biden campaign look corrupt, even though Biden is innocent." Even though he's just an innocent little flower, he's just a wonderful little bunny rabbit. Who's being the water's being muddied by publishing, you know, firsthand accounts of his activities. The water's being muddied by allowing newspapers to publish his own words in context. (laughs) the The water is being muddied by showing evidence of his crimes. Just incredible. No, he's an innocent he's an innocent little lamb, right? They linked this to Hillary Clinton's email scandal. She did nothing wrong, but because the press wouldn't let go of the story, it became a scandal far out of proportion. In their mind, social media is doing the same thing. It doesn't moderate it. Yeah. Which uh, which was more baseless, the Hillary Clinton email scandal, Hillary Clinton email scandal or the the Trump Russia collusion, which became a a bigger scandal far out of proportion because the press wouldn't let go of the story. One of them was right. One of them you literally had the head of the FBI come out, list off Hillary Clinton's crimes, and then say, but we're not charging her because we don't think she meant to. And that's what you had with Hillary Clinton in the email scandal. You had her destroying entire servers, bleach-bidding hard drives, smashing phones with hammers after she was requested to preserve them as evidence for an investigation and then being let off the hook. And actually given a free pass by the FBI despite all of the crimes. I mean just – again, folks, it's not – just like so much other stuff that we cover. It's not like both sides are doing the same thing. One side gets held accountable and the other side doesn't. One side is doing all of the corruption. One side is just a rat nest of corruption just as far down as you can possibly go. They, they, their families, their friends, they're all involved in just the wholesale – You know, fire sale of the American fortune. They get positions of power. They sell off that power. They sell off the you know American people's will, our 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 tax money, our blood, sweat, and tears, our time, our future. They just sell it for the highest bidder. One side's doing that and completely covered, and completely goes to bat for by the mainstream media, and then the other side is not involved in any all that stuff. There's not evidence laptops full of evidence showing their corruption. There's not email scandals where they completely violate the law and then get covered up for by the FBI. And these people are the ones that are called corrupt and get continuously lambasted on the uh, by the um, mainstream media. So, again, it's not like apples and oranges. It's not like, well, they do this and don't get caught, and we do this and do get caught. It's that they do this and get away with it, we don't do it, and still get called all the terrible things, still get all of the investigations It's just wild. Uh, In their mind, social media is doing the same thing. It doesn't moderate enough harmful content, doesn't moderate enough harmful content. That was their takeaway from the Hunter Biden story. So when it does, like it did yesterday, it becomes a story. See, if if, if the American people had just been used to them censoring, if for months ahead of time they had made it a practice to... Silence and censor and prevent the spread of stories, just so so we can cover it. Then the American people would be lulled into a sense that this was somehow normal and okay and good. So when they do it for Hunter Biden, it's not out of the ordinary. This is the way the globalist mind works. This is the way the scheme, the conspiracy takes place. If you're going to do something like eliminate the First Amendment, you can't just come out eliminating this major bombshell story a month before the election. That pisses people off. You've got to start censoring small. You've got to start turning up the heat in the boiling, you know, frog water. Uh, way earlier otherwise the frog is going to jump out that's what they're mad about here that's what the democrats are concerned about that's their number one concern is the fact that this censorship was good and it should have happened and they're happy it happened but they just wish that twitter had censored more beforehand so it wasn't so out of the ordinary when they do it like this this is what they're concerned about this is what they are talking about i'm not putting any words in their mouths i'm not speculating on what might be we did that for two years because we knew that this was the case from the very beginning from the instant New York Post was censored, from the instant the Facebook you know, moderator went on Twitter to say, well, we just – we weren't sure, so we went ahead and censored. Like this was all obvious, but now we're just seeing you know, what the real discussions were behind the scenes. So this is a message from Democratic congressman telling Twitter, you just don't censor enough. You just don't censor enough, and so now when you do censor, it becomes a story. We would much rather have you be able to quietly censor our political opponents. If companies moderated more – Conservatives wouldn't even think to use social media for disinformation, misinformation, or otherwise. So if you just censor the conservatives more, then they won't spread information on your platforms anymore. This is what the Democratic Congress people are encouraging. The Democrats were in agreement. Social media needs to moderate more because they're corrupting democracy and making all truth relative. When pushed on how government might insist that, cons- consistent with the First Amendment, they demurred, saying the First Amendment is not absolute. So again, just internal documents, internal discussions from Democrats and big tech discussing how the First Amendment is not absolute, how they must censor more, and how the only problem with them censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story was that they made it too obvious. And that caused a bit of uh, turbulence in the Democrat Party's manipulation of the political process. Just wild stuff. Matt Taibbi finishes by saying – an amazing subplot in the Twitter, uh, Twitter Hunter Biden laptop affair was how much was done without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey and how long it took for the situation to get unaffed, as one former employee put it, even after Dorsey, uh, Dorsey jumped in. Another thing that is not confusing, it's not news. We've known for a very long time that just like the presidency of the United States, these corporate offices are not governed by the people they claim to govern them. They're governed by... By highly connected, extremely powerful activists and cooperation networks, you could say. Networks of people, unaccountable, working in the shadows to destroy your rights and then collaborating with politicians and corporate movers and shakers to make sure that that destruction of your rights, your most basic human rights as guaranteed by the Constitution, happens very quietly.
0: Until about 150 years ago, cultures all over the world believed that people got sick and died in many cases in the winter because of something called vapors. They associated these poisonous vapors with cold weather. Of course, it wasn't the cold weather or catching a chill that killed people. What was killing people was a lack of vitamin D3. You see, the sun via your skin helps your body produce vitamin D3. But if you're not getting enough sun, you will not produce vitamin D3. And then it's very easy for viruses and other things to start replicating and taking your body over. So now it's more important than ever because the winner's here to take high quality vitamin D3. And we have the best with our vitamin D3 gummies with calcium for better upload into your body for 50% off at InfoWarStore.com with promo code 1776. Don't wait. Support the InfoWar and your immune system with vitamin D3 gummies at InfoWarStore.com. It's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year. And I believe the most powerful. The man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt. Citizen of a republic. The man in the arena. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. And it's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalists. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is Funding the information war against the globalist, Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to PatriotCollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1776coin.com.
1: Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
4: Right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Still a lot to cover on today's edition of American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We got some great reset nonsense to cover. We've got more you know malfeasance. In the FBI and the DOJ, that's related to Twitter, but also some some odd goings on with this power outage in North Carolina that we should probably probably discuss a little bit. So we're going to finish up here with the um. Yeah, there's just so much to get into. All right, but we'll, we'll we'll try to we'll try to finish up here with the coverage of the Twitter files. Open up the phone lines for your calls and then move on to some other topics. But I do want to know what your opinion is with the Twitter files, if there's anything you think we're missing. Again, it's, you can get into the weeds when you actually listen to these people. You don't actually need to listen to them. You can just see their actions and you can judge their statements on a scale as if you're judging you know, some sort of manipulative serial killer you know, making a statement in court. You know what his intentions are. You know what they're trying to You know what their goals are, what they're trying to convince you of. But you also know that they're liars who have been caught in the act, and they're saying whatever they think they can to get out of responsibility. So, you know, you can more or less ignore them and just look at the actions that they take and see what their intentions are from the results of these actions. We'll go to some videos here as we finish up. Story from... Infowars.com belongs in prison. Calls for ex-Twitter exec Vijaya Gade's arrest explode after Elon Musk releases censorship files. Twitter's former legal and policy head Vijaya Gad, Gad Gaddy—I don't know, I'm just going to call her Vijay J. Well, Vijay J—is under fire for uh, after Twitter communications released by Elon Musk revealed she played a central role in censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story in 2020. Liz Churchill saying this is the criminal that censored the Hunter Biden laptop, Vijaya Gad. she should be in prison. Uh, avi Yemeni says Vijaya belongs in jail for election meddling. Benny Johnson Vijaya needs to go to jail Team USA who thinks Vijaya Gad belongs in prison? I mean, she certainly did uh, manipulate the entire election, and uh, you know obviously the most uh, the most typical response to this would be you know, just imagine if it was the other way around. Just imagine. Just imagine if Elon Musk had bought Twitter in 2020 and then used his power to censor damaging material about Donald Trump. What if uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s laptop was found and it had communications discussing foreign executives and how he was a facilitator that allowed them to cooperate and get billions of dollars from President Trump while he was president? And then Elon Musk took over Twitter and censored the New York Post for publishing that story. Would this be confusing? Would anybody in the mainstream media be talking about the, the uh, conflict that's been created by the release of these documents? Or would they all be epileptic in their fr- frantic desire to see justice be done? So if you just look at this in an unbiased way, it couldn't be more obvious what's actually going on here. Let's go now to clip number three, where Elon Musk is teasing what is to come next. He says he's going to release all of the Twitter files, including requests from the Biden campaign and DNC to censor individual users, something that we've known has been going on for a while. But apparently we're about to see the internal documents showing proof of these claims. Let's watch. Yeah, I was just wondering if all all accounts that were requested to have things taken down by the DNC and by the Biden campaign even ones that have nothing to do with the Hunter Biden laptop, if they will also be released?
7: Yes. Um, the uh, intent is to release uh, all the files. Um, so it's not like anything that's hidden or anything. Yeah, we can. Yeah, do you, know, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. No, you cut out. Yeah, you cut out for a yeah, second. I, you were. I mean, I think this is, you know, this is like whatever Stasi files or um, you know, Truth and Reconciliation like Nelson Mandela would say, you know, it's it's if you want reconciliation, there must be truth. So, um, that's that's the intent here. Intent here is to just make make it clear what was happening and provide transparency about the past, and in doing so, to build trust about the future.
4: Awesome. So, do you think that Twitter could also like have? An automatic uh, notification if anyone was, say, if their account was requested content taken down. Do you think there could be something like that implemented? Um,
7: yeah, I mean, you mean it's like, a, like if, a, if a government has a takedown request or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like for, if a government example, says, that, hey, we want you censored. I mean, I think, yeah, like for example, even Germany means, would let you know, right? Just, so why doesn't America? Yeah.
4: yeah. Or with James Woods, for example, how his content was—they uh, requested his content be removed. Say if that happened for from the, like the Biden campaign.
7: Um, yeah, I, uh, I think both uh, past and future requests should be made public, um, and sunshine is sunshine is a great disinfectant, and so if 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 uh, if he is. Uh, you know it, it like it should, if, if they request content takedowns that are embarrassing, then they'll be less likely to request those content takedowns. Um, you know at, at the end of the day Twitter it doesn't have a choice but to abide by the laws.
4: So that was Elon Musk on a Twitter spaces again saying that they plan to release all of the Twitter files. They're not excluding any. They're not releasing things that look bad in one regard, but you know disguising other things. he's releasing all of it. And so we should get, you know, answers as to the communication between places like the DNC or the FBI and Twitter. And also I think that's a great idea. Make it make it publicly known. If somebody is reaching out to Twitter saying, Will you take this person's tweet account or tweet down, then that person should be identified and say, Hey, do you know that this government official is trying to take this tweet down? That'd be a little bit embarrassing. And it would certainly have the you know, Opposite of the desired effect, which would be to actually increase attention on that tweet. So then the people in power might think twice about issuing these uh, requests. but We're, we're just going to have to continue this into the next segment as well. I'm going to go ahead and give out the phone number. The number to dial, if you want to call in, is 1 789 2539. 1 877 789 2539. Give us a call here at American Journal. We'll take your calls throughout the second half of this program. We're going to come back and show you a video of Yoel Roth talking about censoring Babylon B because it's not funny and satire isn't an excuse. And we'll also show you an example of satire that uh, disproves his entire statement. It'll be fun. We'll do that in just a second. I do have to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com to keep us on the air. If if you can't find a reason to support InfoWars now, you're not paying attention to the news because InfoWars has talked about all of the stuff that's going on right now years before it actually happened. We have been predicting this and just figuring out what's going on by observing tangible reality and then reporting on it. I mean, it, if you watch the mainstream media in 2020, I guess you think that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation and that Twitter was protecting and fortifying the election by removing it. If you're watching InfoWars... You know everything that we're seeing laid out in black and white in no uncertain terms now. So even if you, you know, didn't support InfoWars back then, can't you see we are right now? Don't you want to go to InfoWarsstore.com right now and make sure that we're on the air to tell you about what's coming up in the next couple years? We'll project into the future later in the show.
6: Don't go anywhere. It's hard to believe sometimes that we are still live on air, broadcasting free worldwide. And it seems quite real that things can change in an instant. Things are getting very weird, and it's definitely more difficult than ever to even know what's going on. But we'll keep doing our best so long as you keep us on the air. And you can do that now at InfowarStore.com. Help us clear out our stock of bodies' turmeric, vitamin C with zinc and alpha power. Turn those shady Federal Reserve notes into the highest quality supplements available while they still last. Now, with free shipping. We thank you for your support. And we wish you a very peaceful, happy, and merry Christmas.
0: Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today.
1: You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I don't
4: know how exactly to express this, but you know the, the biggest problem that we have in this country is not just dishonesty. It's that people are like, it's like they're afraid to call out dishonesty. You know, f- fear has to be the biggest the biggest issue. People are just scared. They know what's right. They know what's truthful. They know what's actually going on. They're just scared. They're frightened. They're frightened and scared to actually do anything positive or anything about the situation that's happening. They're just too scared. Too scared to point out the dishonesty. And the reason for that, one of many reasons, the primary one, I guess, would be the institutional control that the dishonest people have – so you know you're going to get fired if you point out the dishonesty of your boss. I guess that's one of the one of the things that happens. But the liars in this country have a very sophisticated—I don't know if that's the right word because it's not—it's—it's it's blunt. It's a but effective. It's not sophisticated, but effective strategy of framing all of their most ruthless, destructive, and evil activities as as being good, and that's what provides the. The fear that people have, right? So if you're you're going to censor people that you don't like, you're evil, right? If you're going to use the power that you have, you've been entrusted with as part of the trust and safety team to make Twitter safe for all users. If you're going to abuse that in order to censor your political opponents who make you look like an idiot, you can't just say I'm going to censor my opponents and make me look like an idiot. You have to say I'm doing this to protect trans people. So then anybody that would – be there pointing out that the emperor has no clothes, that your lie is as obvious as the nose on your face. They won't do it because then they'll be accused of attacking trans people. You're transphobic. You want trans people to feel unsafe on our platform. How dare you point out my dishonesty? And they do it with climate change and they do it with racism and you know, any other program that they want to enact COVID 19, right? It wasn't it wasn't that you are suspicious of, you know, some of the most evil companies in the world forcing you to take their untested inoculation. No, it's that you're a science denier and you want grandma to die. It's all emotional manipulation, it's all just social engineering. That's all this is. Noel Roth uh, was the head of Twitter and he he puts on a masterclass of this. Here when he's asked about justifying Babylon B, Babylon B, a satire account which made jokes at the expense of leftists, uh, was removed from Twitter. And of course that's because they made leftists look ridiculous. It's because it was a uh, funny, positive, completely could not ever be deemed as hateful example of conservative messaging being very widespread, effective, good. You know, couched in humor, so it it went down easy. That's why they kicked them off the internet. But no, if you listen to Yoel Roth, uh, it's because their existence was a danger to the poor, beleaguered trans people of this nation. Couldn't be more obvious what their tactics are. And it's it's really an indictment of the United States that this obvious, unsubtle practice actually works on the wider Population. Let's go down to clip number eleven. Former Twitter censor yoel Roth justify, justifies banning the Babylon Bee.
5: Let's roll clip eleven. Babylon
2: Bee, which is what got him to buy the thing, I think.
5: That's the that's the, the one which
2: is which was not particularly funny. The Babylon Bee's Man of the Year is Rachel Levine. <laughs> not funny.
5: Yeah. Um, and and you can. I ask didn't her. agree they should have taken that down, but go ahead. You know, it's interesting uh, It's interesting to think about what the competing tensions around that are. And I, yeah, I want to so start by acknowledging that um, the targeting and the victimization of the trans community on Twitter is very real, very life-threatening, and extraordinarily serious. Um, we have seen from a number that. of Twitter accounts, including libs of TikTok, notably, that there are orchestrated campaigns that particularly are singling out a group that is already particularly vulnerable with its Publishing society. their own so, words. Yeah, not only is it Lizza, not let's funny. Let's pause, let's pause right it there. Is.
4: Just first of all, these freaking people. I mean, the, the, the most annoying Dolores Umbridge snitches you've ever seen. Just like, <laughs> not funny. <laughs> I don't think that's funny. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Man of the year. I mean, not breaking any new ground, but it's pretty funny. And who, who the hell are you, by the way? So I'm sorry, we've put in uh, humorless gadflies in charge, and if they don't think something's funny, you're not allowed to say it. Uh, this This is what liberals are into these days. First of all, it's not funny. And Libs of TikTok has targeted harassment campaigns where they take things that transgender people have published themselves and they publish them without context or without comment, right? They just take things that leftists themselves do that liberals themselves it's called libs of tiktok they take videos and images of people doing things and they post them and say here's this person doing this thing they publish this here it is this is unacceptable apparently unacceptable it's a, it's a targeting targeted harassment campaign that yoel roth asserts without evidence and without even being asked to provide any that this type of content is dangerous and deadly actually, it will kill people. it's stochastic terrorism showing people in public what other people in public are saying in public. I mean, it doesn't have to make sense because these people are just lying. but let's go back to this uh, this video, poor Yoel Roth, who's just just trying to be a hero and stand up for all these all these poor, innocent people. let's
5: watch. Dangerous, and it does contribute to an environment that makes people unsafe in the world. Mm-hmm. So let's start from a premise that it's f-ed up. Mm-hmm. But then again, let, let's look at what Twitter's let's start from my premise are. and then go Twitter's from there. Written policies prohibit misgendering. Full stop. And the Babylon Bee, in the name of satire, misgendered Admiral Rachel Levine. Twitter satire. Re- satire. nominally, but it's still misgendering. Okay, and. You know, you can there can be a very long and and academic discussion of of satire and sort of the lines there. Interestingly, uh, Apple tried to tease out this question of satire and political commentary in their own guidelines, which I think are are also fraught. But, you know, we landed on the side of enforcing our rules as written.
8: And that's how it got bought by Elon Musk, just in case you're interested. Um, He was mad about that. I remember that.
4: And you screwed everything up, you censorious Woman, you're a woman, Eli Roth. Whatever your name is, Yoel Roth. Yoel Roth is a is a woman. I'm misgendering him to point out how stupid it is that you get your Twitter account. Again, it's it it's not it, I you know, I don't know. It's just again, I guess you just got to see it or not see it. Like if you can sit here and think that that's a serious person actually concerned about the line between satire and blah blah blah. We can have a big long academic discussion about what satire. No, you're just censoring people that you don't like and then you're you're rambling about it like a woman. So there it is. Uh they don't think it was funny. It was it was in fact dangerous to point out that our, uh, Rachel Levine is in fact a man to point out the reality, the the f- facts on the ground that uh, that's a man right there. can't do that even if you say it's satire. We'll go out to your phone calls in a second but first let's go to clip number one here. It's uh, a liberal person demanding that the Austin City Council do something about Twitter.
2: ever since that right wing f- <laughs> Elon Musk bought Twitter, our democracy has been literally hanging on by a thread. You know, Twitter used to be a safe space for marginalized community, and now it's become a haven for MAGA. Just look who they're letting back onto Twitter, okay? Andrew Tate, Kanye West, and that... Savannah Hernandez. Just look at them. They are the physical embodiment of white... And Donald Trump, he doesn't even need to tweet because his presence is literally... And that's why we need to cancel Twitter, because a free and open internet is textbook white (laughs) It's worse than the (laughs) It's even worse than January 6th. My favorite website has become a cesspool for conspiracy theories. Just look at the way these MAGA QAnons talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, Jeffrey Epstein did his friends want you to wear a mask and get vaccinated. Well, yeah, because Jeffrey Epstein's friends, they believe in science.
4: And when they make life... Alex Stringer, everybody. That's Alex You're Stringer. Brilliant guy. One of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency
2: donations, right? Yes. Infowars.com forward slash crypto. That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Objection your are for your cryptocurrency page. People care about the First Amendment. And in the, crypto, in the cryptocurrency page... People can give it you in Bitcoin, yes, yes. Ethereum, right? Yes.
6: As well as XRP, Monero, Litecoin, USD coin, Dogecoin, and Stellar.
3: This is it. Give crypto fun info wars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Thanks
6: to your donations and your support at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWars is able to broadcast free worldwide, combating the lies of the Great Reset. Give crypto fund InfoWars. Donate now. InfoWars.com forward slash crypto. It's hard to believe sometimes that we are still live on air broadcasting free worldwide and it seems quite real that things can change in an instant things are getting very weird and it's definitely more difficult than ever to even know what's going on but we'll keep doing our best so long as you keep us on the air and you can do that now at InfoWarsStore.com help us clear out our stock of bodies turmeric vitamin C with zinc and alpha power Turn those shady Federal Reserve notes into the highest quality supplements available while they still last. Now, with free shipping, we thank you for your support, and we wish you a very peaceful, happy, and Merry Christmas.
1: journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
4: All right, folks, I could literally spend the entire show today just getting into the intricacies of what's going on at Twitter. Infowars has a story. FBI held weekly meetings with big tech ahead of 2020 elections, sent you list of URLs and accounts to be censored. This was revealed Tuesday under oath by an FBI agent. The meetings were initially quarterly, then monthly, then weekly, heading into the presidential election between Donald Trump and President Biden. According to a source, Chan, Elvis Chan is the uh, agent's name, testified that in those multiple separate meetings, the FBI warned the social media companies there could be a potential Russian hack and dump or hack and leak operations. Of course, laying their groundwork for the Hunter Biden censorship Remember, CEO Mark uh, – meta-CEO Mark Zuckerberg stated that the FBI came to Facebook and uh, put them on high alert just days before the uh, release of the New York Post, which allowed them to pretend like they were concerned about uh, or could be Russian disinformation when they know perfectly well what it was, just like we all did. Uh, The attorney general of Louisiana is getting into this. Saying on Tuesday's deposition, FBI agent Elvis Chan revealed the FBI played a big role in working with social media companies to censor speech from weekly meetings with social media companies ahead of the 2020 election to asking for account takedowns, linking to a story on Fox News that says exactly that. Katie Hobbs' office contacted Twitter to censor host Uh, James Wood was directly censored by the DNC in cooperation with Twitter. The FBI began uh, covertly surveilling Rudy Giuliani one month after he was hired as President Trump's personal attorney, because what we're dealing with here is the <clears throat> concerted combined effort <clears throat> excuse me, of the deep state and big tech, to silence the people of the United States and guarantee that their rule continues, unabated. Long into the future. Last year, Twitter disclosed to the FEC they're warned of a hack and leak operation involving Hunter Biden by federal law enforcement that led them to censor the New York Post story. This disclosure was signed by Yoel Roth. Jack Posobiec posted this with comment. It was an intelligence operation. Yes, so much of this is. Here's that story from 2020 by Rolling Stone, dutifully doing the work of the intelligence agencies in saying that Twitter and Facebook allowed a Pizzagate-esque conspiracy theories to spread about Hunter Biden. Isn't that interesting, though? So much much similarity between the Pizzagate conspiracy theory and what was found on Hunter Biden's laptop and what was discovered to be happening on Jeffrey Epstein's island. It's so weird. So weird that the Rolling Stone is still using Pizzagate as a term to denote a wild-eyed, nonsensical conspiracy theory. While also admitting that... uh, well, maybe they aren't admitting it, but showing what is true about the Hunter Biden laptop that had all of that Pizzagate-esque conspiracy theory content. Wow, so strange. Let's go to your phone calls now. Marvin in Alabama. wants want to talk about the angle that the, uh, what the tech companies are really up to. Thanks for calling in, Marvin. You're on the air.
9: Hey, Harrison. Uh, good to talk to you again. Yeah, so uh, I got censored uh, big time in January of 2021 like everyone else. And what I kind of figured out at the time was, That they were really trying to, they meaning the uh, big tech companies, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, they were trying to establish their authority to do so at all. And they really don't have that authority. And we could get really deep in the weeds with 230 and all of that kind of stuff, but uh, I'll try not to do that. But um, what they prefer is if they're going to take a loss on this, they prefer to take a loss as a under the state actor. element where they can be, you know, uh, slapped down for acting on behalf of the state or the government, instead of the fact that they're violating, even under uh, just the public square debate, um, they're violating the First Amendment. And so an argument like Marsh v. Alabama kind of supports that, and uh, Supreme Court justices have said in the past that these platforms serve as the new public town square already, and other arguments like uh, Peckingham, for example. And if that's the case, then if they exercise policing authority over people's speech in the public town square or the new public town square, then they are violating the First Amendment right out of the gate. And, you know, the Section 230 really... People say it's to protect the tech companies from uh, being liable for people's speech on their platforms. But really, it's to protect the people to have the speech because, uh, you know, and so what they're doing is they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. And they're saying we're going to have the uh protection with no liability so that people can say whatever they want on our platform and we're gonna censor them and then when we get caught we're gonna say it's all under the state actor uh yeah. you know part of the law. Hundred percent. Hundred
4: percent I I couldn't agree with you more. I think you've uh, you've hit the nail on the head again. It's not about what's right and wrong for these people. It's about what they can get away with and you know how they can convince the american people to just turn a blind eye to what's going on uh by paying lip service to the uh, the first amendment uh great read on that marvin let's go to a different call though let's go to uh, tim in seattle uh tim you think this warrants a, a whole new election is this cuz of the the twitter files you mean
2: yeah i believe it uh, yeah we should definitely have a new election do you think that biden well This basically just uncovers the entire apparatus that's working against us. The elections are gone. The medical establishment's gone. The political establishment's gone. This is just an army of trolls ran by the West, the World Economic Forum, aimed against us. I I definitely think if the American population was to get pissed enough, and they rightfully should, uh, we should get new elections. We should demand new elections. Because the war in Ukraine, none of this stuff would be happening right now if Trump was in office. So we deserve
4: it. Yeah, I I mean I have to agree with you. I I don't know if even new elections are are the right thing. I I mean the funniest thing in the world is that right now uh, hashtag arrest Trump is trending. Like for what – like these people. These people are just completely insane, and there's all of this uh, concern that people have about a statement Trump made about uh, suspending the constitution. And it's just like we can get into that statement later, but for these people to even act like – they're offended at this idea when we've heard for the last two years that uh, whether it's COVID-19 or Russian disinformation or AR-15s, whatever it is, they'll take any Not excuse life. they can to destroy the the Constitution of the United States. But when uh, when Trump suggests a similar activity saying – You know, extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures. It is an outrage. How dare they? I'd love to ask them, like, what what exactly part of the Constitution are you in favor of at this point? They're all openly destructive of the Constitution. There is no legitimacy to this government, whether the election was even held or not. It's really what's becoming clear is the manipulation behind the scenes by deep state spy state actors who have uh, unaccountable power and un- un mitigated control of the information flow in this country uh so yeah i don't think a a new election is that far out of the question tim let's go to uh jr in new york you have some thoughts on kanye and you don't trust elon thanks for calling in jr Uh, what's your comments on um on elon first
8: uh well good morning um obviously we can't trust elon if he's not gonna put Alex back on and everybody else that he's denying. And I even saw a comment where he said, you know, some somebody with uh renown was like, Oh, what about Alex? And he's like, too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I mean, the guy obviously can't be trusted, right? Um, so he's, he's giving out information, but it's that what he says is going to get released. So is he going to release absolutely everything? I'm not sure. I really, I really don't think we could depend on Elon Musk at all honestly and another comment i wanted to make about elon is i remember once i heard him say maybe you guys heard it also he he referred to himself as a trojan horse Mm. so that makes me think that he is a trojan horse against the people he's referring or against them he's embedding something in the ai technology that just in case it gets out of control he could shut it down that's one thought i had now if you want to react to that or i can make a comment about
4: yeah yeah well we're we're about to go to break in about a minute so um uh, I think we'll have, to, we'll have to end it there, but I, I appreciate your thoughts. And there was even something that Elon said recently. Uh, I, I should try to pull – I'll try to pull up the tweet during the break here. But he essentially said that an AI algorithm told him to buy Twitter. And again, it's just – it's one of the things that I've said on this show over and over. I have no proof for it. I have no evidence for this. I can just tell you that the people in power are already uh, uh, designating or or – what's the term I'm looking for, delegating their decision-making process to AI. We are already being ruled by AI because the people in power are using their algorithms to make decisions for the rest of us. So Elon Musk basically admitted that. it's just another thing that's like we told you so, InfoWars Tomorrow's News Today. Because you just look at – you look around at what's going on. And you go, they have these incredibly powerful quantum AI computers with all of the real-time information of everybody in America or in the world, and they can judge you know, input versus output. They can judge if we do this one thing, what's the reaction? They're already making decisions at the behest of AI. They are delegating their decision-making to AI algorithms and then acting on the decisions that the AI comes to. I'll find that tweet from uh, Elon Musk in the break, but – I don't know if we trust Elon
0: either. Until about 150 years ago, cultures all over the world believed that people got sick and died in many cases in the winter because of something called vapors. They associated these poisonous vapors with cold weather. Of course, it wasn't the cold weather or catching a chill that killed people. What was killing people was a lack of vitamin D3. You see, the sun via your skin helps your body produce vitamin D3. But if you're not getting enough sun, you will not produce vitamin D3, and then it's very easy for viruses and other things to start replicating and taking your body over. So now it's more important than ever because the winner's here to take high quality vitamin D3 and we have the best with our vitamin D3 gummies with calcium for better upload into your body for 50% off at Infowarsstore.com with promo code 1776. Don't wait. Support the InfoWar and your immune system with vitamin D3 gummies at InfoWarStore.com.